emanating from www.michaelnimmons.org. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. and asked them the question, who told you that you were naked? Somebody ought to give God a praise in this place as you take your seat. There is no greater question. There is no greater inquiry. No greater examination. Even though this question is not directed towards us as a whole, we've surely felt its ramifications as well as its consequences. Even though this question was directed toward the first Adam, it is a question that has echoed throughout the depths of eternity. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told you that you were you? Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to yet another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nemens. I'm just so excited, as I usually am, that you've decided to t- tune in to this special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. In this edition, we're going to spend the entire hour taking a deep dive into our book entitled, Who Told You? That you were naked. That's right. We're going to spend the entire hour talking and uh, talking about and discussing our latest book. Who told you that you were naked? So don't move. Don't touch that dial. Don't go anywhere. This is what we're going to be doing and talking about for the entire hour. I guarantee you don't want to miss this. Um, be sure to follow us on Twitter at TOL Radio Show, on Instagram at the TOL Radio Show, and stream the show live on our Facebook fan page at Thinking Out Loud Radio. That's right, Facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio. There you can watch the show live as we broadcast. But today, because this is a special edition, we won't be engaging our audience in the same way we have in the past because this show has been pre-recorded. But we ask that you... Spread the word about the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Post this episode on your Facebook pages, your Twitter feeds, and your Instagram uh, accounts as well. Share this uh, episode with your followers. It will also be available, as usual, on, on iTunes, Google Play Music, 
and on TuneIn. There, you'll be able to listen to the entire show uninterrupted and uh, be able to share the, uh, the, the posts on your social media accounts. And when you do, please use the hashtag TOL Radio Show. That's right, TOL Radio Show. That way, uh, other people can join in the discussion and post comments as well as know what's going on on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Again, this special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we're going to be talking about and discussing our latest book entitled, Who Told You That You Were Naked? I'm glad that you've tuned in to this special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And as we said earlier, we're going to be spending the entire hour talking about our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked? And although God has blessed us over the five years this book has been available in print to sell close to a thousand copies, there are still so many of you who don't know about this book and why I believe God inspired us to write it in the first place. So we want to take some time during this episode to share with you some insights on why we believe this book was so important for us to write, as well as share some excerpts taken directly from the book. We plan to also share with you some clips directly from the message that inspired the book. Just as you heard in the show opening, the book itself was inspired by a message that I delivered entitled, Who Told You That You Were Naked? And we're excited to share some excerpts from this message with you during the show. Who Told You That You Were Naked is currently available on Amazon for $14.95 in hard copy and $5 in ebook format. You can also go to our website, michaelnimmons.org, to purchase our book and receive a free chapter from our book as well. If you're listening now, go to our website and from the homepage, you can purchase our book and get a free copy of one of the chapters in our book. If you like a signed copy of our book, you can meet us this Sunday at Greater Grace Temple for Entrepreneurship Sunday. That's right. Greater Grace Temple, 23500 West Seven Mile Road. At the end of the 11 a.m. service, entrepreneurs will be located in Vision Hall. That's right. In Vision Hall, immediately following the 11 a.m. service, and you'll be able to purchase our book, a signed copy of Who Told You That You Were Naked. Be our guest in this this service and get a signed copy of our book as well. So you have several ways of getting our latest book and I hope to see you this week at GGT for Entrepreneurship Sunday. Before we get into our d- deep dive of our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked? In this edition of our current events segment, we begin by first talking about Hurricane Maria that's currently wreaking havoc in the Virgin Islands. According to CNN reports, conditions in the U.S. Virgin Islands deteriorated Tuesday evening as Hurricane Maria's ripping winds began to batter the Caribbean Island hours after the storm obliterated parts of the Dominican and killed at least one person in Guadalupe. The Category 5 hurricane with sustained winds of 175 miles per hour was smashed into the Virgin Islands Tuesday night in Puerto Rico on Wednesday morning. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the families of those that are in those areas that are going to be affected by that terrible storm. This is her hurricane season, people are 
definitely uh, experiencing the brunt of these violent storms. And certainly our prayers and our thoughts are with them during this time and this season. We want to give a big shout out to my good friend and ESPN journalist, Jamela Hill, who took to her Twitter account last week to tell it like a T.I. is and call a spade a spade, or in this case, a racist a racist. ESPN journalist Jamela Hill tweeted out from her personal Twitter account, Donald Trump is a white supremacist was largely surrounding himself with other white supremacists. Tell it like it is, Jamela. Sarah Huckabee, press Trump, press, uh, President Trump's press secretary, when asked about those comments about the president, said that this was a fireable offense. Really? How is using your First Amendment right of freedom of speech on your personal Twitter feed a fireable offense? Jamela Hill continues to receive a ton of support from her fellow journalists and other colleagues in the industry, despite President Trump and his administration calling for her to be fired, particularly when private citizen Trump called President Obama a racist, as well as questioned his birth certificate and his educational credentials and never offering an apology when they were both proven to be in order. Talk about the pot calling the kettle black. Keep the faith, Jamila, and we want you to know that we're with you. Also in current events, comedian Kevin Hart is also in the news this week as he recently went on Instagram to publicly apologize to his wife and kids for a sexually explicit video that he and another woman were involved in some sexually explicit activity. Hmm. The video is not a sex tape, although sexual acts were being simulated between the two. Kevin Hart wanted to offer a public apology to his wife for embarrassing their family in this way. You got to wonder, though, Nico, his current wife, is Kevin's second wife, who he cheated with while married to his first wife, Tori. So in some and so many words, what goes around definitely comes around. We're just sipping a little tea there in this current events segment of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get right into our discussion of our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked? Don't move. Don't touch that dial. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. It's their birthday and need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specialize in custom-made all-occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. For a professional tax and bookkeeping service, then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with the IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service design with you in mind. 
told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Purchase our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked, from our website, michaelnemons.org. Don't delay. Do it today. Also available on Amazon. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're back. And as promised, we're going to get right into our discussion of our first book, Who Told You That You Were Naked? I've always been intrigued by this question that God asked of Adam in the Garden of Eden. It's a question that I've thought about with great contemplation for many years before ever writing this book. We even delivered a message with this sermon title, as you heard coming back from our commercial break. And so back in 2010, we began writing this book. And it took us approximately a year and a half to complete the book. And it was available for the first time for purchase in September of 2012 during a men's conference at Greater Grace Temple, where I was one of the speakers. This book is divided into nine chapters, each talking about an aspect of the question that really helps to offer a comprehensive look at not just what happened in the Garden of Eden, but the impact as well as the significance of this event, as we're still experiencing the ripple effects of Satan's deception even in this day and time. The chapter listing in our book is as follows. Chapter one, we talk about whatever happened to Adam. Chapter two, God versus the devil. Chapter three, understanding the who and the why. Chapter four, the new N word. Chapter five, knowing your enemy. Chapter six, knowing your relationships. Chapter seven, knowing yourself. Chapter eight, knowing God. And chapter nine, cover me. As you can see by the chapter names, we endeavor to offer some compelling and thought-provoking answers to an already rich and voluminous question, who told you that you were naked? During this podcast, we plan to give you a brief synopsis of each chapter so you can better understand the premise of this book and our reason for writing it. But before we do that, you must first understand that God never asks a question for information. When he queried Adam after he and Eve disobeyed his direct orders not to eat of the tree of good and evil, he was not asking Adam essentially what happened. God already knew the answer. He already knew that Adam and Eve had disobeyed him. The question that God asked Adam was not for God, but it was for Adam. Whenever God asks you a question, it is not for information, but it is a question for self-evaluation. It is essentially a message within a question or a rhetorical question that your act of disobedience has already offered an answer to. God here was essentially asking Adam, what happened to you? Who else are you listening to? Who else has your ear? God already knew that Adam and Eve had been deceived by the serpent Satan. But the question he asked Adam had a subtext in there to cause Adam to have to think about the impact of the act he just committed. 
You see, when you're in the act or in the moment of committing sin, we're not thinking about the consequences of our actions. We're not thinking about the outcome. We're so caught up in the moment that we can't even fathom the consequences. This is the furthest thing from our mind. That's why in chapter one of our book, the first question we ask is whatever happened to Adam? This question essentially uh, came from or originated from a men's conference address that I gave with the similar title that essentially gave a quick history lesson of the first man, Adam, from the Garden of Eden to where he is today. Today being the time the address was given and in it, we asked and I quote, so whatever happened to the man who had everything, whatever happened to the man whose ultimate claim to fame was being in the company of the creator of the heavens and the earth. Well, I'm here today to report on the whereabouts of this infamous figure in history. I'm here to report on the present day circumstances of the man who we refer to as Adam. And as I was watching the news one day last week, I heard that Adam was arrested after several body parts of human remains were found in his own house. This discovery was associated with an initial discovery of several human remains found behind a gas station by a customer. Surprising, isn't it? I was reading the newspaper a couple of weeks ago and I heard that Adam is supposed to appear in a Colorado courtroom on October 9th for a preliminary hearing where testimony along with various other evidence will be presented regarding charges that he allegedly raped a 21 year old woman of whom he claimed the sex was consensual. His admission was delivered in front of a national and international press corps along his wife alongside his wife of two years. Adam seems to be living a lifestyle in sharp contrast to how he was created. Unquote. That last part there was a little snippet, um, an article about Kobe Bryant, who uh, we all know uh, committed adultery with a 21-year-old woman out in a Colorado hotel back in October, I believe, of 2009 uh, or so. I'm sorry, 2012, actually. And and so, uh, again, this was just a brief excerpt from not just our speech, but also from chapter one of our book, which reveals some of the lingering problems of Adam's disobedience. That mankind has been grappling with ever since the beginning. There are several identity crises that mankind has experienced ever since Adam and Eve fell. And this spiritual amnesia is continuing to wreak havoc in each and every one of our lives. In chapter two of our book, the chapters, this chapter is called God versus the devil. And in it, we begin by asking a series of questions that we believe are on the minds of everyone or you've asked yourself at one time or another. Have you ever wondered why God didn't just destroy Lucifer instead of just kicking him out of heaven when he attempted to rebel against the God that created him? Have you ever wondered how Lucifer was able to influence a third of the heavenly host that he was right and God was wrong? Have you ever wondered why the devil was allowed to live behind beyond his rebellion against God and to even have another opportunity to exact revenge against God in the garden 
with God's first two children? These are just some of the questions we answer in chapter two of our book. Questions that require much study and research through the scriptures. I guarantee this is definitely a chapter that you won't be able to put down. And in chapter three, which is called understanding the who and the why, is where we essentially get down to the bottom of what really happened in the Garden of Eden and what the real impact of Adam and Eve's disobedience was to the whole of mankind. Who told you that you were naked? Where did this notion come from? Where has the who has the audacity to contend with not just the self-image of my creation? This is God talking, but my own self-image. God is asking, who told you that you were inadequate or incapable? Who told you that you were nothing? Who who else are you listening to? Who else are you being influenced by? These are very critical questions that get right down to the heart of the identity crisis that has plagued mankind ever since the beginning. I hope you're really enjoying this deep dive into our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked? I know I am, and I hope that it's inspiring you and encouraging you to go out and purchase a copy of our book. You can do so on our website, michaelnemons.org, and it's also available on Amazon for a nominal fee of $14.95. You can go there now, even while you're listening to this podcast, and purchase your copy of our book. Well, We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to get right back into our discussion of our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked? by examining chapters four through six. So stay close. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. When we come back, we're going to get right back into our discussion of who told you that you were naked. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Then look no further than Consumer Tax Connect. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Connect today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Connect, a tax service designed with you in mind. Keller once said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. What a truly profound and compelling statement. Our book entitled Vision is strategically designed to give you the tools you need to see yourself and your future in a whole new way. Vision, coming soon. Visit michaelnemis.org for more details. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Hey, 
to believe that there is no hope and life is hopeless and what's even worse people of God is that the devil the, the, the devil's lies to us uh, many of us are starting to believe what the devil is telling us uh, we breathe life into the devil's lies by believing them and not only believing in them but adopting them as a part of our identity uh, confessing defeat when you are born a winner uh, professing failure when you're more than a conqueror living like a victim when you are already victorious uh, people of God you see this is collateral damage of the lies that the enemy is constantly telling us and we cultivate the lies by turning them into alternative lifestyles God called us beautiful God called us best God called us good God called us bountiful God called us well favored God called us gracious and here the devil is coming and telling that telling Adam and Eve that they were not what God said that they were we are back and I'm so glad I hope you are as just excited as I am about uh, us sharing this this book with you in this form uh, who told you that you were naked is a powerful book and I'm so happy to bring it to you in this special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show and even while you're listening you can go to our website michaelnimmons.org and you can purchase your copy today that's right go there michaelnimmons.org and uh, you can even go to Amazon as well and the cost of the book is only $14.95 that's right and even in ebook form you can get the book for $5. Just go there right now, click the link, and purchase a copy of this powerful book. I guarantee that you won't be disappointed. As we pick up where we left off in our initial discussion of our book, uh, Who Told You That You Were Naked? Chapter 4 is called The New N-Word. And of course, we all know what the old N-word was. And in this chapter, we open up talking about how this old word was supposedly buried by the NAACP a few years ago. Uh, we know what that new, the old N-word was and how it was used historically and even how it's being used today. Uh, but the old N-word doesn't even come close to the natural, mental, psychological and spiritual damage that the new N-word has caused. In our book, we identify the word or term naked as the new N-word because when you look at the word naked from this multifaceted and multidimensional way in which the word of God depicts it, it gives Adam's response to God's inquiry of his whereabouts new meaning. I hid myself, I hid myself because I was naked. It becomes more than just a one-dimensional statement relating to Adam and Eve's physical condition but it speaks to all three dimensions of their nakedness. What are the three? Well, you've got to read the book. <laughs> you've got to get the book. We just want to whet your literary appetite by taking you inside the chapters of this powerful book. And I hope this podcast is really helping somebody. Uh, and if it is, and if it is, feel free to post a comment in the bottom portion of this episode and let us know that this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show has really blessed you. And again, share it on your Facebook timeline, share it all over social media, and even feel free to embed the player on your websites blogs all across the world wide web i truly hope 
and encourage you, you also to purchase our book as well. In chapter five, we get into a very important aspect of not just the question, but who was really behind Adam and Eve's deception in the first place? In chapter five, we talk about knowing your enemy. That's right. Knowing your enemy. And if there's anybody that you ought to know, if there's anybody that you need to really take time to study and that's your enemy. Of course, I'm not speaking naturally, but I'm speaking spiritually. And as much as we all know who our real adversary is, I believe in St. John, the 10th chapter, verse number 10, it says, Jesus said, the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill and to destroy. And the thief he's talking about is the devil. But he didn't end it there. He said, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. But it is very important that uh, we know our enemy. And and again, we're not speaking naturally, but we're speaking spiritually. And as much as we all know that our real adversary is the devil. And it's not the flesh and blood person that you see every day. It's not the bully on the playground. It's not that cantankerous boss. It's not the venomous gossiper spreading lies about you around school or your neighborhood or or wherever you are. It's not anyone that 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 can see you that you can see or see you with your or their natural eyes for that matter. But our real adversary, as I said earlier, is the devil. And knowing your enemy is directly tied to the credibility of whatever he tries to get you to believe. If Adam and Eve would have just known who they were talking to, there is no they there is no way they would have allowed themselves to be deceived by him. And if you truly know who your enemy is, then you know his characteristics, you know his propensities, his tendencies, you know his strengths as well as his weaknesses. And in this chapter, we talk very explicitly about our primary adversary, the devil. That's right. We talk about the devil in chapter five. And one thing, if there's anything that I admired about the devil, if there's anything to admire, is that he never takes a break. He never takes a vacation, never takes a day off. He is on his job 24-7. He is thoroughly motivated into convincing the people of God to believing a lie about themselves. But once you know the characteristics of the messenger, then you know exactly what to do and not to do with the message. In chapter six, we talk about knowing your relationships with knowing your relationships and what which is definitely critical in this day and time. You need to know who you're linked up with, who you're in covenant with, because who you are connected to can have a direct effect on who you are as a person. We open this chapter with a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, who said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. This is just a powerful quote. I'm telling you a very powerful quote because it speaks to the potential influence of those who you surround yourselves around and who and whose company you keep. We have to be very careful about the company that we keep. Yes, we have to be very, very careful about the company that we keep. We can't just let anybody into our lives. You know, even in this day and time, you know, people are dating and 
Uh, they're looking for a companion and looking for someone to spend time with. And you just have to be very careful now with in, in relationships. Uh, it, to, it was different many, many, many years ago. Uh, and, and, but, but now people have changed, times have changed. And so you have to be very careful who you invite into your personal space. I mean, uh, I've heard of, you know, uh, couples uh, doing credit checks on one another just to, you know, see where, where each other's credit scores are. They, or uh, they're getting background checks, criminal background checks to see, you know, if they're if that that significant other has been involved in a crime that they're trying to avoid. You know, it's, it's amazing uh, the things that you have to do nowadays just to protect yourself. And so we talk about those types of things in chapter six of our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked? Knowing your relationships, knowing the people that are influencing you, knowing the people that you bring into your inner, cir inner circle. And, and I love Eleanor Roosevelt's quote, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. This is such a powerful quote because it speaks to the potential influence of those, again, you surround yourself around and whose company you keep. If you are in a negative relationship and you continue to believe that the other person has all of the power and you feel powerless, you're just as culpable and responsible because you have essentially empowered that person to lord over you in this relationship. You, we hear about this all all the time we empower people uh through 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 our submission to uh, or through our submission to them and 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 giving them influence over our lives so we have to really be careful who we give that power to uh in those relationships the relationships that we have uh with other people we have to maintain a certain amount of control over our lives because whenever you're in a vulnerable space you put yourself in a position where you can essentially be taken advantage of. And that's not uh, what God's plan is for our lives. He doesn't want us to be in a subservient relationship. He doesn't want us to be slaves to anyone or servants to anyone but him. And so uh, that's the things. Those are the, some of the things that we talk about in chapter six of our book. And so if you find yourself in those types of relationships, you need to get out, get out quick, fast and in a hurry. Let me tell you, get out, get out, get out. Nobody wants to be abused mentally. Nobody wants to be abused naturally. Nobody wants to be abused spiritually as well. That's why it is so very important that you know your relationships, know who you are connected to. Know who you are connected with. The who in the relationship, I believe, is just as important as the what or the activity or what they are doing. Who is it that is making you feel inferior? Who is it that told you that you are uh, going to be a failure? Who is it that told you that you will be nothing or amount to nothing? Uh, when you know the identity of this individual, then you also know how to handle and deal with the information they are disseminating. And first and foremost, if somebody is making you feel inferior, they're 
th- that is the context clue right then and there that you do not need to be in that relationship. You need to get as far away from them as possible because you do not want to be in a relationship with somebody that is putting you down, somebody that is making you feel inferior, somebody that is making you feel subservient to them. That is not the relationship that God intended for us to have. And again, it is so very important that we vet the people that we bring into our lives. We have to make very sure uh, that the persons that we bring into our inner circle are those uh, that will build us up, those that are there to empower us, those that are there to inspire us. We don't want anyone in our lives that are going to be putting us down, making us feel inferior, making us feel less than what we are. And 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 those are so those are keys to uh, to our success. And those are things that we have to keep in mind as we walk with God, knowing our relationships. And yes, it is a very simple statement that no one can feel can make you feel inferior without your consent. Uh, It's a seemingly very simple action to separate yourself from someone that is making you feel inferior. Inferior, but uh, what we've seen happen is that uh, it, it 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 is not as simple uh, as as it sounds. It, because it, it, it there are many many people that are involved in relationships that are toxic, involved in relationships that make them feel inferior. Um, they are imprisoned by someone they have empowered to oppress them. We see this happen all the time with domestic violence cases, and 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 they're there under the guise that the abuser uh, abuser loves them when in fact they're they don't love them. They just want to control them, and and the other person. The oppressed is allowing themselves to be abused. They are allowing themselves to be oppressed by this abusive person. So you have to get out of those types of toxic relationships that make you feel less than who God made you to be. Again, and it goes back to chapter um Chapter five, knowing your enemy, because when you know the characteristics of the devil, when you know the characteristics of your adversary, then you know never to believe anything that the devil tells you never to 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 believe anything that he says to you, because it does not have any credibility. It is indeed uh, a falsehood, a fallacy and should not be believed. In fact, in the chap in chapter six of our book, under the subtext or subtopic, who you are listening to, uh, it reads: Eleanor Roosevelt's quote can be used as we further examine the landscape of our relationships in the twenty first century and how they directly and indirectly relate to the events that transpired in the beginning. The pivotal moment in the Garden of Eden was Eve's conversation with the serpent Satan. 
her conversation with the serpent is a determining factor for a lot of the complexities and conditions that people are dealing with even in this day and time. Here Eve was listening to the wrong person tell her not just the wrong thing to do, but also giving her incorrect information about herself. And how many times have we listened to the wrong person give us misinformation and have allowed what they say determine what we ultimately do? First of all, why are we listening to the wrong person and how can we determine if they are wrong or right for us? The, early, the easiest way to discern whether a person is right or wrong for you is to listen to what they have to say and to watch what they do. Two of the simplest and very basic methods of discerning the motives of people, and yet people still find themselves being taken advantage of and manipulated anyway. This happens for two reasons. First, the deceptive tactics of people have gotten keener and more sophisticated in this day and time. And secondly, people fail to evoke the two basic methods of discerning the motives of people looking and listening. I don't know about you, but I've learned uh, a long time ago that you have to watch a person. You have to be observant. And I've, I, I, I incorporate that into my daily life, being observant, watching and listening and and internalizing uh, the information that I've watched and I've heard because that can be used to help you to determine whether a person is a toxic individual or they are a person that is positive and good for you to be in relationship with in relationship with this some context clues that we have to be uh, aware of as we begin to know our relationships. Again, I trust that you are enjoying this exclusive, in-depth, deep dive into our first book, Who Told You That You Were Naked? Uh, if you're enjoying this, go to our website right now, michaelnemons.org, and purchase your copy of our book if you haven't done so. Do it today. $14.95 is the price. Go there. You can purchase the book. You can even download a free chapter as well. $14.95 in hard copy and $5 in ebook form. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to round out our discussion of our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked? with chapter seven and chapter eight. So stay tuned. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. It's their birthday and need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specializes in custom-made, all-occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Helen Keller once said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. What a truly profound and compelling statement. Our 
book entitled Vision is strategically designed to give you the tools you need to see yourself and your future in a whole new way. Vision, coming soon. Visit michaelnemis.org for more details. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Welcome to the inaugural edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. As promised, we're going to be talking about your president. That's right, your president, Donald Trump. I mean, Trump or Trump. What did I say? (laughs) You know what I mean. Just recently, Angela Ryan, in a recent interview on CNN about the meeting Donald Trump Jr. had with Russian officials in Trump Tower during his father's presidential campaign, she said, in essence, we're talking about your president. The Thinking Out Loud radio show is now available on TuneIn, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Subscribe today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so uh, the devil got them to believe that they were incomplete and that God was holding something back from them. That God was hiding something from them. That God was not being completely honest with them. So God asking Adam this question, uh, he was essentially asking Adam, uh, who else are you listening to? Uh, Who else has your ear? Uh, Who else uh, loves you more? than me hallelujah God asking Adam who told you uh, that you were naked Uh, he was essentially asking Adam uh, who else uh, are you being influenced by Uh, because everything I told you about yourself uh, is that you are well favored Uh, everything I told you about yourself uh, I'm here to build you up Uh, everything I told you about yourself uh, I came to give you power Uh, but somewhere along the line you've got the attention of somebody else and they've got your ear and they are speaking death into your life hallelujah so my question to you people of God is who else are you listening to who else is speaking into your life if you feel defeated you need to look around you and look in your company look in your inner circle and if the people around you are not building you up then they must be tearing you down if the people close to you are not on your side then you need to get on God's side do I have a witness in this place that's right we are back we are back we are back and again I hope that you are enjoying this exclusive deep dive into our first book who told you that you were naked again this was based on a sermon that we delivered some time ago and again we've always been intrigued by this question who told you that you were naked that God asked of Adam in the garden of Eden and what we've been doing so far is just going through each chapter and giving you a brief synopsis of what you can look forward to reading when you purchase our book who told you that you were naked which is now available on Amazon for $14.95 in hard copy and on ebook form for 
$5. You can also go to our website, michaelnimmons.org, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-N-I-M-M-O-N-S.org. Go there and you can download a free chapter of from our book as well. Do it today. You can even do it while you're listening to us discuss this powerful book. As I said before the break, we're going to get back into our discussion, beginning with chapter seven. We talk about knowing yourself and William Shakespeare's famous play Hamlet. The interlocutor Polonis says to Hamlet, to thine own self be true. If there is one person in your life that you have to be completely truthful and honest with, that is you. What a true statement. There's one person that you cannot lie to. Well, is that was actually uh, two people that you uh, can't lie to. And that's yourself and God. God definitely is someone you cannot lie to because he knows our ending from our beginning. But uh, in this play, Hamlet, uh, Polonis says to Hamlet, to thine own self, be true. What a true statement. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to be completely honest and truthful with ourselves. A very profound statement that should be applied to our daily regiment of uh, to the daily regiment of everyone's life. We have to make sure that we are being true to ourselves. Also, we open up chapter seven talking about uh, a quote from the famous philosopher Socrates, who says, uh, an unexamined life is not worth living. Again, another very profound statement that I believe should be uh, become a part of our daily living. We should always be uh, evaluating and examining ourselves. We should always be about the business of looking at ourselves and what we're doing to see if we are headed in the right direction. We do not want to live our lives going through the motions. And I know there are many people out there that get up in the morning, they hate their jobs, they hate what they do. Uh, They're just going through the motions. But here Socrates is saying that an unexamined life is not a life worth living. It is always good for us to take a step back and evaluate the direction that our life is going. Uh, We don't want to just be going about our day uh, in in a routine uh, sort of fashion, going through the motions. Uh, again, we should be about the business of looking at ourselves and what we're doing to see if we are headed in the right direction. And as you can see, uh, this book is has a lot to do with identity. It has a lot to do with who you are. In fact, I believe this question itself that God asked of Adam, who told you that you were naked, has a lot to do with identity. Uh, and not only does it have to have, uh, it speaks to uh, the lies that were told to Adam and Eve, but it also uh, speaks directly to who they are. Uh, before they disobey God and ate of the fruit of the tree of good and evil, uh, the Bible says, and I believe Genesis, the second chapter, that everything that God created, he said it was good. And and uh, one thing to know about 
uh, man, when he created man, he created us in his own image. So we are a likeness. We were made in the likeness and the image. That's right. We were made uh, to look just like our creator. And if Adam and Eve truly knew who they were, there is no way the serpent, Satan, could convince them that they were less than what God created them to be. So obviously there was a disconnect somewhere. There was a miscommunication somewhere uh, in what they processed themselves to be because uh, Satan was obviously able to convince them that they were less than who God created them to be. And that's not a good place to be in. I don't know about you, but uh, identity is so very important. I say in the message, uh, who told you that you were naked, that the Bible is not just the biography of the life and times of Jesus Christ, but it is also the autobiography of you and I. There is no publication out there that can tell you more about who you are than the word of God. Uh, I guarantee you that. And we talk a lot about that in our book. So as you can see, we deal a lot in our book about the concept and the idea of identity. Because we truly believe that what happened in the garden has followed us throughout our entire lives. We've essentially been going through life naked and uncovered which is representative of how our relationship with God has been since the Garden of Eden. Mankind has unreconciled hurt and pain that has caused all kinds of emotional damage that we are still dealing with. That's amazing. We are still grappling with issues and problems uh, that are a direct and indirect result of what happened in the Garden of Eden. And so it is very important that you know who you are. And not only that, but in knowing who you are, you also know whose you are. When you know you're God's child, then you don't worry about what other people call you. You don't worry about what other people say about you because your identity is intact. Your identity is right where it should be. Do I have a witness? I know I do. <laughs> yeah, you don't worry about what folks say about you because you know whose you are. First Peter 2 and 9 says, ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation. You are a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who brought you out of darkness into this marvelous light. And Peter didn't just come into this revelation in 1 Peter 2 and 9. I mean, our identity wasn't defined in 1 Peter 2 and 9, but our identity was defined back in Genesis 1 and 1. That's right. When God created us, in fact, before the foundation of the world, our identity was taken care of. But Adam and Eve, obviously, they messed up. In the Garden of Eden, when they were deceived by the serpent, he convinced them that they were something that they were not. That's why it is so very important, again, that you know who you are. In chapter eight of our book, uh, Who Told You That You Were Naked? We discuss the merits of not just knowing who you are, but knowing who God is. 
knowing who God is, is the most important person to know in the time in the entire world, in the entire universe, for that matter. What is interesting is that we open this chapter discussing how everyone nowadays seems to have an affinity for God. Everyone is claiming to know him. But that doesn't necessarily equate to having a relationship with God. In fact, in this chapter, we turn this question around and not just ask, do you know God, but does God know you? That, my friend, is the most important question. That right there is the million dollar question, because regardless of how much you claim to know God and know about God, the real litmus test of your relationship with God is the answer to the question, does God know you? And what's unfortunate is that in Matthew, the seventh chapter, verses 22 through 23, the Bible says that many will say to me in that day, talking about Jesus, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name doing many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Wow. Wow. Now, some might say those are very harsh words, especially coming from Jesus, who claims to love everyone. But here he is saying in no uncertain terms that uh, depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Wow. How is how is he able to say that in Matthew, the seventh chapter and verse 23? But in Jeremiah, the first chapter and verse five, he says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee talking about Jeremiah. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet Unto the nations. Now, how is he able to say this? How is he able to say, Depart from me, ye worker of iniquity? I never knew you in Matthew, the seventh chapter, verse 23, but turn around and say, In Jeremiah, the first chapter, and verse number five, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee and sanctified thee and ordained thee a prophet. Unto the nations. Have we identified an anomaly in the word of God? Have we found an inconsistency in God's word? Not at all. The reason God can say that he knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb in Jeremiah 1 and 5 and then turn around and declare that he never knew us in Matthew 7 and 23 is because of the quote unquote our word that is the expectation or the desire that God wants with each and every one of us and that our word is relationship that's right relationship if only one of us is claiming to know the other is that a relationship think about it if if you're claiming to have a relationship with someone and you say that you know them but when they're asked, do they know you? They say, I don't know this person. Is that a relationship? 
And that's really what God is saying in Matthew 7, 23. He's able to say, depart from me, ye worker of iniquity, because I essentially never had a relationship with you. I never got to know you. You never got to know me. And that is what he's saying. And really, what kind of relationship is? Is that where only one person uh, knows you or uh, is claiming to know you that that or, or claiming responsibility for having a relationship? That's not a relationship at all. And in a and in a real sense here in Matthew seven and twenty three, I believe Jesus is really um, having a vulnerable moment. I think with those that are listening to him and those of us that are reading this scripture. Because I believe it is his expectation that he wants a relationship with all of us. He wants a relationship with each and every one of us. And when we do not show an interest, we when we do not uh, when we do not take the time to get to know him, that is the answer that we're going to receive in the end. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. Unbelievable. Unbe- but but it's a true statement. It's a true statement because what he is saying in so many words is that you only wanted you only claim to know me. But you never took the time to get to know me. You wanted, you wanted, you wanted, you were, you were only interested in appearances. You wanted, you were only interested in what uh, our relationship looked like to other people. But you were not uh, genuinely interested in having a relationship with me. Wow, wow, that is powerful. That is powerful. Wow, I'm, I'm. That is powerful. I'm speechless myself. (laughs) Again, I hope this deep dive is blessing you as much as it is blessing me. I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying myself going through and sharing some of the golden nuggets that God has given us to share in this book. Who told you that you were naked? You need to get a copy. You can get a copy of this book Today, That's right. Even while you are listening to us discuss this powerful book, go to our website, michaelnemons.org. Do it right now. You only have to pay $14.95 for this powerful book. You can get it on Amazon or you can get it in ebook form for only $5. And that way you can have it on your Android or iOS device, iPad or tablet. Put it on there and you can take it everywhere you go. That's right. This is the kind of book you need to read wherever you are. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were a loser? God is simply saying to us, it wasn't me because everything that I created, I said that it was good. Everything that I created and put my name on it, I said that it was good. So you essentially are believing a lie that the enemy has told you about yourself. And so that's why this book is so important for you to read. Well, we're going to take our last break. When we come back, we're going to give you our thought of the week and review chapter nine of our book. Who told you that you were naked? Stay close. We'll be right back. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. 
tax and bookkeeping service, then look no further than Consumer Tax Connect. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Connect today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Connect, a tax service designed with you in mind. you that you were deficient who told you that you were nothing who told you that you were worthless who told you that you had no value purchase our book who told you that you were naked from our website michaelnemons.org don't delay do it today also available on amazon It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. You see, your proximity to God ultimately determines not only how much you know about him, but how well you know yourself. Say all the time that the word of God is not just the autobiography of Jesus Christ or rather the biography of Jesus Christ but it is the autobiography of you and I you can't look in Jet Magazine to find out who you are you can't look at Alex Haley's roots to find out who you are but I dare somebody to crack open the word of God and you'll find out who you are You'll find out that you are a chosen generation. You'll find out that you're a royal priesthood. You'll find out that you're a holy nation. Is there anybody like that in the building? Give God a praise in this place. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this very special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I know I have. I have truly enjoyed Getting into a deep dive of our first book, Who Told You That You Were Naked? And I hope it's inspired you to purchase a copy. You can do it right now. Go to michaelnemons.org and purchase your copy today. $14.95 in hard copy or $5 in ebook form. I know it's going to bless you. I know, I hope these clips of our sermon that inspired the book have blessed you as well. Let me tell you if you think the sermon was powerful then you definitely need to get the book go go there right now and purchase your copy today as we wrap the show our thought of the week for this edition of the thinking out loud radio show comes from first corinthians the 15th chapter in verse 22 where paul writes for as in adam all die 
even so in Christ shall all be made alive. This scripture sums up perfectly the final chapter of our book. Who told you that you were naked entitled cover me? This is the chapter, the, the title uh, for chapter nine. We spent the first eight chapters of our book discussing the spiritual problem of mankind, which is their nakedness and their unashamed nakedness and boldness in today's times. You see, not only is the entire world naked, but unashamedly so you know there was a time where uh things were done in the dark you know there there was you know people didn't want you to know their business they didn't want you to know what was going on in their house they didn't want you to know the dirt that they was that they were doing behind the scenes but now we got social media and twitter and facebook and instagram and everybody there's a boldness that comes with seeing seeing nowadays everybody uh is on display. They want you to know what's going on. That the the the, the boldness uh, of of this era is really uh, telling of of just how severe the problem of sin has become. The devil has taken his disguise completely off, and and he's walking around now in broad daylight. <laughs> he is he's not ashamed of who he is, and and his direct reflection of all those who have been uh, uh, who have been deceived by him as well and so that is the state of man uh, in this world you see not only again is the entire world naked but unashamedly so so they boast and they are prideful about their current state and condition which speaks to the severe condition of man's soul and at least in Genesis when Adam and Eve first disobeyed God there was that their first inclination was to hide from him and to physically cover themselves but but you don't see that nowadays that Adam and Eve's propensity to hide from God because they were ashamed not of him but of who they were uh, that no longer exists there is no ashamedness that exists now uh, with those that are out of the will of God so Adam and Eve not understanding that the problem of their nakedness was far deeper and more critical than what they look like on the outside when Adam and Eve disobeyed God his spiritual covering was removed and this is why they became immediately ashamed of their nakedness there was something about them that had changed and they could feel an instant change with their relationship with God there was now a void or a gulf there that essentially made them strangers in the sight of God strangers in sight of the same God they once called father but there was no way that I could spend eight chapters talking about the problem and not spend at least one chapter ending with the solution and the solution is we want God to cover us once again. We need the spiritual covering of God to not just know who he is, but to know who we are. Our identity is tied to who God is. And as long as we're confused about who we who our father is, we'll never know who we really are. If you don't know him. If you don't know, if you don't have a relationship with him, I implore you, I admonish you to get to know him today. God's covering is the answer for you. 
It is the answer that all of us have been looking for. I pray these words bless you on today and throughout the rest of the week. Again, I hope you enjoyed this very special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show as we took a deep dive into our first book, Who Told You That You... Remember, you can purchase our book right from our website, www.michaelnimmons.org. That's right. Go there right now. Our book is only $14.95 uh, in hard copy and $5 in ebook form. You can purchase it there uh, on our website. Or you can purchase our book this Sunday, September the 24th, right after the 11 a.m. service at Greater Grace Temple, 23500 West. Seven Mile Road. It's Entrepreneurship Sunday. That's right. Right after the 11 o'clock service, you can meet us in Vision Hall and we'll be able to sign a copy of our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked Just For You? And if you're listening, uh, here's the secret code to get a discount on our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked? The secret code is NAKED. The secret code is NAKED. So if you're listening to this podcast, remember to take this secret code with you this Sunday to get a special discount on our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked? That's right. This Sunday, September 24th, right after the 11 a.m. service. Make sure we'll, we will look forward to seeing you there. And thank you again for tuning in to this very special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Tune in next week as we plan to have another Power Pack show designed just for you. Help us spread the word about the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Share our posts about our upcoming shows on you, all of your social media networks. Post it on Facebook, uh, post it on Twitter, and on Instagram, wherever you can post it. Post it on your website. That's right. You can embed a player from our show right on your website or blog. We'd love for you to do that. That'd be a great way to share the good news about our show. Share your posts about our upcoming shows on social media. And when you do, use the hashtag at TOL Radio Show or TOL Radio Show. The hashtag TOL Radio Show. We're beginning to see our Facebook fan page, our Twitter account, and Instagram accounts continue to grow. We want to continue to see them grow because it helps us to know if our show is indeed growing as well. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast for the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, and tune in. Follow us on Twitter at TOL Radio Show and Instagram at the TOL Radio Show and like our Facebook fan page at Thinking Out Loud Radio. If you are an entrepreneur or you know someone that is an entrepreneur that is looking to advertise, we want to partner with you. We want to partner with you. That's right. We want you to become a part of the Thinking Out Loud radio show family. Help us to help you. If you interested in partnering with us, email us at contact at michaelnimmons.org. We have some very affordable advertising packages available just for you. Email us again, contact at michaelnimmons.org. Well, we'll see you same time, same station next week 
with another Power Pack show just for you. And so until next time, if you think it, then you can believe it. If you believe it, then you'll see it. If you see it, then you will be it. If you can be it, then you will achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. 